Do you ever constantly feel like you're falling behind and can never catch up and the stress and anxiety are taking over? Are you used to being productive and efficient, but lately you've been feeling sluggish and unable to stay focused for more than a few minutes at a time? Looking for an alternate choice to cut back on those energy drinks and giant cups of coffee? Then we've got the choice for you. Try Neuro. Neuro is a brand of gum and mints used to energize, calm, and focus whenever you need it. Neuro was developed by former athletes training at the highest level who didn't want to take mysterious supplements or energy drinks when studying, training, or going out. Instead of something sugary and ineffective, they wanted to create clean, balanced energy that could be taken anywhere, anytime. With thoughtfully curated ingredients and endless lab testing, means that you can reach the right state of mind safely and consistently. Get that clean burst of energy and focused without the effects of coffee or energy drinks. It's a smart way to fuel body and mind. Stay in the zone, avoid the jitters, and crashing. Our listeners will get an automatic discount of up to 20% off on any gum or mint products using our link, tryneurogum.com slash potential. That's try n-e-u-r-o gum.com slash potential. Once again, that's trynerogum.com slash potential. Order now. Get that clean burst of energy and focus. And remember, know your potential. in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and Joe Moai, co-host, and uh, I would say of the five, four elements, definitely a firebender, Chris Tour. Yep. Today's episode, we're reviewing the 2024 TV series, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Uh, this is a live-action adaptation based off the animated series, uh, in 2005 from Nickelodeon. So this actually was first announced back in 2018. Um, it's for, for the fans of our podcast here. If you're just casually coming in, uh, Chris, uh, during the pandemic told me I need to watch the avatar series from Nickelodeon. I got into that. We actually did a whole episode, uh, based on that and the legend of Korra. And there was talks that they're going to be doing a, a live action adaptation TV series. Uh, we all know how the uh, rendition of M. Night Shyamalan's went. I never saw it. Chris didn't, and we probably never will. But uh, we knew that this was going to definitely be better than that. So our hopes were high. We were excited seeing the trailer. But uh, there's a lot to talk about in this. But, you know, we're not really going to spoil anything because, you know, again, this is based off a series that's been out over 10 years. Uh, and, you know, we for most of you coming into this, you probably have some sort of inclination. But we want to just kind of go you know, brief stuff about it and this eight episode series. So uh, Chris, give us a brief synopsis of Avatar, The Last Airbender Netflix series. So the fictional world of that takes place with Avatar, The Last Airbender, it's kind of this war-torn world that's kind of inspired by various Asian and indigenous cultures. And there are people that have thing called bending power. There are the four elements, water, air, earth, and fire. And over the course of 100 years, the Fire Nation sets out war against all the other nations in hopes to take over. And the only person that can potentially help to 
bring balance to the lands is the Avatar, uh, which is a warrior who can control all four elements and bring balance to both the mortal and spirit worlds. Problem is, the Avatar uh, disappeared over the course of 100 years, and we come to realize that this young boy who's 12 years old, Aang, uh, who was deemed the next Avatar, was uh, stuck in this ball of ice for over 100 years, and two siblings, Katara and Sokka from the Water Tribe, uh, come upon him one day, and the three of them kind of set off on this quest to help Aang hopefully restore balance to the world. Um, so, yes, I have a deep, deep love for the animated series. Super, I still think it's yes. one of the best animated shows, let alone one of the best shows of all time. Like, I rank it up there with some great live-action shows. I've never seen the film. Uh, Taylor hasn't either. Um, if you're going to have the main character pronounced Ong, you've already failed. So I'm not going to watch your piece of crap movie. Um, it's Aang. It's always been Aang. That's how the show pronounces it. So I'm not even going to watch it. But this, yeah, okay. We're going to do a live action version of Avatar Last Airbender. And of course, this first season does uh, very similar to the cartoon. Mostly represents the first book, which is dubbed Water. Um and this is eight episodes. So these episodes are a traditional Netflix uh, length of 48 minutes to an hour long each. So you have to remember that the first season and second season of Avatar was like 22 to 24 episodes. Of yeah. Mostly half hour episodes, you know, against the cartoon. So they're truncating roughly 20 something plus you know half hour episodes into eight hour episodes so my main kind of issue with the show is that although some of the main plot points were definitely followed pretty well yeah there's a lot of these like side characters and side plot points they kind of just threw in here and there to be like hey we've checked off this off the list Yep. And I think a problem is the original creators of the cartoon, Brian Konitsko and Michael Dante DiMartino, originally were attached to this project. Yes. They eventually left over creative differences. And I think it shows. I think yeah. this show... Which, which gave me a lot of concern when I first heard that. I was like, whoa. And you know, it's... We'll, we'll not be the last people to say this. Adapting a cartoon to live action is not easy. Not everything no. can happen the same that uh, you know happened in a cartoon. Cartoons act in a certain way because they're cartoons. They can be hit in certain ways and not really be affected. There's goofiness. There's over the top. You know, it's still like kind of feels cool in real life, but it's it's cartoony. You're not able to adapt everything to live action very easy. And just because they're animators first doesn't mean that they know how to adapt to live action. But whatever happened along the way where things went south for these guys to leave the show, it just feels like the heart isn't fully there in this live action. And it feels at times, at times it feels awesome. And it's like, dang, they nailed it. Like the casting's pretty good. The production value is pretty good. The act, like the action scenes are some of the best in terms of like adapt. But the heart and the humor isn't always there. And there's actually yeah. times where it feels like everyone's acting a little 
undertone and not overtone. Like I like even like Sokka, you know, one of my favorite characters from the original show. This guy does pretty good, but at yeah. times I'm like, can he be a little goofier? Can he be a little more? They definitely more energetic. They definitely know? toned down that a lot. And it, you know what's interesting too is I think people were kind of like, I think in the cartoon he was a little bit more of a a Johnny Bravo, maybe not to that extreme, but he was a little bit more of a Casanova. Um, so I think yes. they they did kind of tone down, and they talked about kind of cutting down the sexist tones, which. Again, mm-hmm. it's a young teenage boy who's like Gaga. We were all there once, teenage boys. Yeah. Um, but I think there was you're right. There what I noticed watching it is where I think they could have hammed up the humor at certain points where almost like these moments where Sokka's almost too serious, or these moments where he kind of like, wait, I should have inserted a funny comment here or something like he there's too much brooding where he made him more broody. And, Mm -hmm. and I, there is a way to do serious, like live action shows and still have that balance of humor without diluting the impact. And I feel like they, it was kind of obvious where they were kind of pulling back. And it was kind of a shame because, um, with the casting, I thought they did a really great job overall with, with casting these characters. What I will think that does excel that they did help is really develop some of the relationships that you don't see until later in the in into the series of the animated show where especially with characters like Zuko and his father you really kind of see more of the behind the scenes stuff which I really liked with which, which they didn't do in the animated series so that you are kind of realizing that like certain characters are a threat or are going to be you know oh I need to really tune in for what's to come yeah i think the actually best arc that they did in this live action was Zuko. Yeah. Um, which I can kind of get why that would be, you kind of have to nail it. It's the best um, storyline of the original show. Um, Zuko's character, Zuko's arc um, is definitely like the best character arc in the show. And um, yeah, I thought uh, Dallas Lou did really well um, because he is this hothead kid who, you know, he's he's out there to prove himself, uh, to find the avatar, to kind of restore his good name with his his father and his uh his nation, um, and obviously, Fire Lord Ozai only shows up in like a brief cameo, really, in the first season of the original show. Um, when they cast Daniel Day Kim, they weren't gonna have him only show up for like a cameo for first season. They're no, like, you hired Daniel Kim. He's gonna he's gonna have yeah, a lot of presence in there, and he's gonna I, have a lot of scenes here. And it's tough because you know Mark Hamill had such a really good a voice yes. with that, but Daniel Day Kim has such a presence that I was like, that was you couldn't have that was a perfect casting to play this the, the yeah. main villain of the show. I was like, wow, that just that's just great. Yeah, I think he's got a power to him that you really need because again in in this world even though there's times where i'm sure people do uh, bicker and fight there is this balance and there is this kind of a you know creepiness about ozai that he uh he's so like brutal and willing to do what it takes so that his people rule the world essentially um you know wanting this avatar to be killed so that you know there's uh you know, they, they, the only possibility they believe that can bring him down is this kid. And that's like, 
we'll go and find this kid and we got to kill him, you know, kind of thing. It's kind of crazy. Uh, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who uh, plays Uncle Iroh, does a pretty good job. Um, again, him and Zuko work really well together. Um, you know, our main three, you have Gordon Cormier as uh, Avatar Aang. He does really good job as Aang. I mean, he looks like Aang. He talks like Aang. Um, there is definitely moments where we have a little bit of kiddiness. I could have used more because I do think Aang in the cartoon, there's times where, like, he's meant to be, you know, a free Avatar. Spirit. Yeah. But he's 12. He's this little kid. And he, like, um, so I think we could have had more of that. But I think he, especially with all the air bending and the way he fights, he looks awesome. Uh, we have Kiwi and Tio as Katara. Um, I think she does a pretty good job. I love the water bending, the way they animate it, um, you know, with the CGI. I think her and Ian Usley, who plays Sokka, work pretty well together. They definitely look like the characters. Yeah. Um, there's just times where again I'm like, it's a little like underplayed. And I don't know if that's like direction or you know, maybe because they were going to live action, they're like, we don't want to be too cartoony. Yeah. Um, you know, compared to you know, other maybe animated uh, adaptations where it's like, all right, this is way over the top. And kind of our last like main like you know, again, there's a ton of like side characters that are gonna pop up and some that are kind of more uh being teased for season two like you know zula and stuff like that um we do have ken long as commander zhao who if you remember in the first season of the cartoon zhao it really kind of is a main bad guy for the first season and um i think did pretty good especially they kind of they kind of build it up more that he's kind of working in this area that's like really underused for the Fire Nation. Like there's not much going on and how he kind of secretly uses his wits to build up his rapport with the Fire Nation that he then becomes a commander and everything. I thought that was um pretty well done. And, uh, you know, he's he's greedy and he he's a little bit. Uh, he plays a good little conniver. I mean, he's always he's always plays yeah. really good. I mean, he. And that's what's a, the beauty of his acting. If you, you know, I've been a fan of his over the years. I mean, I've seen him in a lot of TV. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously for many of us, some of the first time we saw him was in the, you know, the first rush hour. Um, but he plays this really good kind of maniacal con artist that, you know, you, when you first see him on the screen, he really kind of pulls you in. So you're like, okay, he's, he's cool, dude. But no, he's just as conniving and um, devious as like any of these guys in the Fire Nation. So I really I liked kind of what they did with that, and I, I really appreciated um, as a foil between him and Iroh and Zuko. I thought, yeah, it was just again another I thought top notch casting in, in in this kind of in this medium. But yeah, I mean, you know, I will say. In terms of like again the CGI, um, you know, like Appa and uh, Momo. I mean, like a lot of them look really great. Like a lot, there's a lot of the big creatures represented throughout the show. Yeah, look pretty good. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty good looking. Like, um, there is moments though where you could tell like they're using like the void. Um, yeah, or uh, whatever it's called. Um, like, you know, the Mandalorian shoots on the mm-hmm. volume. And um, the void, the volume. <laughs> it's like the void. It is just, it's just these moments where, like, you can, like, you know, you can kind of tell, like, oh, they're they're on a set, and everything behind them is CGI. And there's there's scenes where like it works great, and then there's scenes where I'm like, it kind of looks a little off. 
Um, and I don't know if that's just budget, you know, with uh, what they had, you know, available to uh, use for CGI. But I mean, like Co and other, like you know, especially when they go in the spirit world, there's some really cool like scenes, and even at the end, um, the kind of big ending of how how the Avatar kind of saves the day for the first season in a way, um, I thought looks pretty good for what it was. Um, yeah. Th- again, there was some plot choices that I think were done better in the cartoon uh, that kind of help influence characters' decisions moving forward. But, you know, again, with an adaptation, things have to go the way they go. So, yeah. overall, I think there's hope for season two. <clears throat> I think season two has a lot of great plot to it. There's, you know, bigger action. This is going to be more going on. And again, the more in depth with all these characters kind of interacting. Has not been announced yet. Um, You know, this just came out. So I think it will. I think it's definitely gathered a lot of traction. But I think the mixed reviews do make it a little tough to see how Netflix is going to proceed with this. Um, So hopefully they do see a season two. I I always hate, like, it's like such a big property. If they didn't, if like if they didn't not get into season two, it just me- makes it feel like this is definitely a a franchise that needs to stick to animation. And the animated side does have a lot coming out. They're doing sequel films and series. You know, Avatar is getting its whole new branch of animation at Nickelodeon. So like, we're gonna get a lot more with the characters we love, kind of in their their older years and other stuff. So there's more to come from Avatar. I just hope that Netflix does kind of take the criticisms from people in season from the first season applies it for season two and season three, if they get those, because I think the show has the potential to really nail it. Cause some of the scenes, um, some of the scenes worked really well, especially yeah. the action I thought was top notch. And I think we, in again, talking about when you try to truncate, you know, 20 some episodes into eight episodes, I feel like maybe eight maybe not the best maybe 10 maybe make it longer and even instead of having three seasons for the three seasons we do four to kind of stretch it out a little bit because there is enough material to kind of to do that if they so because there's it's so rich in the characters especially we got some uh as we go to bossing say you know um uh we've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up for those fans of the animated show or if you're just coming into this review not seeing anything in Avatar. There's a lot uh, to look forward to. So we shall see. But you know what? For for what it is, you know, for and the you know taking another shot and a crack at the live adaptation of this amazing property and IP, I'm gonna give this one a. I'm gonna give this an eight out of ten. Honestly, I mean, I was hoping to give it a little higher, but I'm gonna give it a generous eight out of ten. Uh, kept me glued. I'm excited to see what they come up with next, and I do hope that we do get some more seasons uh, with. Uh, some of the feedback that the fans have given. So I'm going to be a little harsher just because I love this series so much. Um, But again, I respect the casting and the production value and the action. I thought was really good. The stuff that they nailed, they nailed pretty good. The stuff needs work, needs work. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to give it for season one right now. I'm going to sit at a seven out of 10. Um, I still think it's very fun, though, and uh, I think if you're fans of the series, you will enjoy it. If you've never even seen Avatar, this could be interesting for you to watch as a first go, and then you will see a much better version when you watch the cartoon. 
Um, but you can still check out the first season of Avatar The Last Airbender. This is the live action series on Netflix, all eight episodes. And I believe the cartoon, I think, is on Netflix, too, uh, last time I checked. Yes. Um, but you can go find that in Legend of Korra as well. Check out the whole series, the whole franchise. And that was this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.